Near FM and the Near Drama Company are proud to present The Rising Heat Trilogy, an environmental drama series by Jack Byrne. Episode 3, Rising Sands. God, it's hot in here. That air conditioning is useless. Hey, Macy, get in here. Coming, Art. What is it, Art? Why are you still here? I told you to go out to the Harvest Festival and get the names of the winners. I'm going. I was making a call to the precinct to get some info on that fire out on the Western Road. It may be arson. If it is, one of the senior journalists will cover it. Be a good cub and go where I tell you. When can I get to cover a decent story, Art? When I think you're ready. Now scoot. Don't slam the door on your way out. Anybody covering that small fire out on the Western Road? No, no. No, it's just an outhouse. It's all nothing there. Well, I may look into it. It's on my way to the Harvest Festival. Is that okay? Knock yourself out. Maybe nothing. Still, it has to be better than this harvest thing. Just might be something there. Is this my journalist's sixth sense? Dave says he's on duty out of the fire scene. That's what I can't understand. Why would the police have a man stationed at a small outhouse fire? Here's the place, and there's Dave's car. Hi, Dave. Hi, Macy. What are you doing here? You told me last night that you were detailed to watch this place until the forensics were finished with it. I'd like to see the fire scene, if that's okay. Shit, Macy. I thought we were off duty last night over drinks. See, journalists are worse than cops. Never off duty. Oh, just a quick look. Hey, what happened here? Just a small fire... Uh, Macy, this has to be off the record, but it looks like arson focused on an office outhouse. What sort of office? I don't know. Uh, Some kind of scientist lives here. He's missing. Getting better by the minute. Macy, you can't write what I'm telling you. I'm only speaking to you because we're... Well, you know. Yes, I know. And I'll be extra grateful to you if I can get a look at the office. You can't go in, Macy. You can look in through the window. Jeez, Dave, I won't see much that way. You will. The window was broken and uh, an accelerant poured in. So definitely arson. Why? We don't know yet. Uh, Maybe when we find this Constant guy. Who's he? He's the scientist who lives here. Uh, See, the entire window is smashed inwards. Uh, You'll get a good view of the room from here. Thanks, Dave. Jeez, this place has certainly got it. Not much of anything remaining. Someone wanted this material destroyed. But why? Hey, that's it, Massey. you got to leave now. Uh, the fire department forensic team will be here shortly. Oh, Dave, 
off the record. Any other bits of information the police have gathered? Christ, Macy, uh, uh, don't write this, but we have a witness sighting of a Mexican guy, Ponytail, sitting in a car watching this house earlier yesterday. Don't dare write that up. Relax, I haven't got permission to write any of this. I'll need some more information before this turns into a real story. Right. Now, get lost or you'll have me canned. I'll see you later for a drink. Sure. Got a date with a hot harvest festival first. I should phone Art and tell him what I've learned. He may let me continue to cover the arson story. There's more to this. I can leave Dave out of it. I could have discovered this info by myself. Yeah, Macy? What is it? You at the festival yet? Almost there. Art, about the fire I mentioned, I've discovered that it was arson, and the scientist's owner, a guy called Constam, is missing. Can I follow it up, Art? You stick with the festival. I'll get Bill to cover it. But Art, it's my story, and more interesting than this failed harvest festival. There's been no rain for three years, Art. Everything is dying around here. This harvest festival belongs to the past. It belongs on our front page, Macy. Get me the winner's names. Write up a colorful piece. Why are we covering this, Art? Because Governor Ribowen wants to help keep things normal during this weather crisis. I understand the public interest of the governor. This attempted murder is more important to a newspaper art. Macy, there's been no evidence of a murder attempt. The festival goes on the front page. Get me those names. Why are you jumping so high for the governor? Because the governor owns this newspaper, get it? Are you at the festival yet? Just there. Good. Get back here with those names, Prado. I must be getting near the Harvest Festival. Maybe over the next rise. God, it's hot. Look at these stunted cornfields. I don't know why they persist with these festivals, with no harvest we're talking about to put on display. Three years drought now and counting. Nothing is surviving this crippling heat. Oh, at last, here it is. I see the banner. Hello, Macy here. Macy, Bill Bradbury calling you. Oh, hello, Mr. Bradbury. Why are you calling me? Art has given me this arson story to cover, and it seems that you have some stuff that I haven't been able to get. Art said you're to give it to me. What have you got so far, and I'll try to fill in the gaps. Okay, well, this Terence Constam, the missing guy, phoned the office here looking for you. What was that about? Looking for me? I don't know. How does he know me? All he said was he wanted to talk to the young woman who'd been out at his property earlier today. That has to be you. We told him you were out at the festival, so we may try to contact you there. Any material you get, Art says you're detected to me, right? Why did you finger me? This guy may have burnt his own property. We don't know anything about him. We do. He's been on to us regularly, babbling on about climate change and the drought. He seems like a real kook. And you sent him out to see me here at the festival? What else did he say so that I'm prepared? 
Mr. Chinese here in town to buy farmland. He feels we need to tell them about the sand or something. A real kook as this constant. Why aren't I reassured by all this? Anyway, what you got? Not much. I'll text you shortly with what I got. In the meantime, I better get some names for art. I'm to ask for a Mrs. Edwards. Here's a woman with a clipboard. She may be the one. Excuse me, I'm looking for a Mrs. Edwards, the festival marshal. That's me. Who's asking? I'm Macy. I'm with the Tribune. I'm here to cover the competition results. Okay. Go over to that marquee there and ask for Pete. Have I missed any results yet? My editor instructed me to make sure to mention everybody. The governor wants to keep up an appearance of normality. Your festival, Mrs. Edwards, is an important indicator of this, as it has been a long and proud tradition. Save me the enthusiasm of young journalism, dear. Pete will fill you in. You'll find him in the produce tent just there. Pete, Mrs. Edwards asked me to talk to you about the competition results. You with the paper? Yes, I'm with the paper. Can we go somewhere quieter for a short interview? Follow me. We'll go out the back of the tent. Will here do? Fine. Uh, can I record you set so that I don't get anything wrong? <laughs> record me? Okay. Don't be nervous. Just read your list of winners into the microphone. Wait. Wait. Someone has followed us out of the tent. Excuse me, sir. Could you give us some privacy? We're recording here. Oh, it's all right. He's out for a smoke and he's moving away. Right, Pete. Are you ready? This here Harvest Fair, miss, is renowned far and wide. We is... Uh, I just want the list. Why, I recall old man Dawson having to get two other fellers to help him carry his prize-winning marrow. And Governor Ribbon always won top prize for his steers. Why, the governor is such a fan of the festival that this year he's paid all expenses out of his own pocket. Not taxpayers' money, mind, but the governor's own. Out from his back pocket. Right about that. Do you work for the governor? I do. Right here on this very farm. Have you heard anything about some Chinese looking to buy farmlands? Commies? No, ma'am. The governor wouldn't have no truck with them commies. Okay, just checking. And this year, has the governor got some steers in the competition? Oh, sure. But like everything else, they is only a shadow of previous years. Just wait till the rain starts coming and we'll be back to normal. Then you'll have something to write about. And have we any winners yet? Sure have. Widow Finnerty has won homemade jam prize, and Charlie Hawkins has some peas that's won, and Mrs. Beasley has just won homemade pie for the third year running. Fascinating. Ain't it? Here, miss, is the list of the remaining competitions. It ain't as extensive as previous years, but it'll help you not to miss anything. Thank you, Pete. I'll be in in a minute. I just want to check my recording to see if it took okay. Okay. See you inside.
Yes, that seems to be okay. I'm getting the hang of this device. Excuse me, miss. Are you a journalist? Yes, I am. Can I help you? I may have a story for you. I already have a story. I heard the man you were interviewing say that once the rains return, everything will be all right. Yes, it's a reasonable hope. The drought can't last forever. But the rains may not return anytime soon. I, I have evidence that points to prolonged drought and terrible outcomes for this once fertile place. I felt you weren't just out for a smoke. Excuse me, I'm busy. This is a big story, miss. Science never lies. Wait, are you... Are you Dr. Constan? Yes, I am. And you were the woman who was at my burnt-out lab earlier today. Yes. Look, can we go back into the tent? I'm uncomfortable talking to you out here. Uh, better still. Uh, will you come for a short walk with me, out across the field? <laughs> Why would I want to go anywhere with you? Because, miss, this is much bigger and more important story than this godforsaken festival. This could make your name. And why are you offering this to me, a rookie reporter? If this is so big, why aren't you talking to the TV station or any of the senior reporters with a paper? I have tried. They're all blocked from talking to me. Who's blocking you? I think it goes all the way to the governor. Ugh, they don't want me upsetting their plans, whatever they are. Governor Ribbone is a very liberal man. I can't see him trying to block a public interest story. Isn't his campaign slogan telling it like it is? <laughs> True, I, I have much respect for the governor, uh, but his name keeps coming up each time I try to get coverage. I I'm blocked from both print and broadcast media. He owns them all. And what makes you think that I can do any better for you? Someone has to. This is big, miss. I'm a climatologist, and this information could fast track you to the top of your profession. All right. You got me interested. Keep going. Trust me. I only want to walk you to the evidence. All right. As you don't seem to be carrying an axe, I'll go a few yards with you. But I insist on keeping these folks with earshot, okay? We'll go in a bit, as I don't want the owner to see me interfering with his crop. And, and, and we're all very sensitive at the moment. The owner is the governor. Jeez, this corn is almost lifeless. Can I record what we're doing? As part of the media coverage. Good idea. Mr. Constam is bending and gripping the base of a bedraggled corn plant. With a tug, he easily hoisted the plant roots out from the ground. He has beckoned this reporter to approach. See, look into the hole I've created and tell me what you see. As I approach, I notice the powdery nature of the soil falling impotently from the roots and being wafted away by their freshening breeze. Look into the hole. This reporter was reluctant to kneel before this man but the only weapon he held was the puny corn plant. I have decided to satisfy my curiosity. I am kneeling and cautiously peering into the newly created hole. I can discern the smooth base of the hole. What am I supposed to see? I asked him. Uh, reach in and scoop out the material at the base. I did as he urged. I reached down below my wrist and tried to push my fingers into the soil at the bottom of the hole. It is impacted, but yielding. Suddenly it gave way, and I had a palm full of soft material. I bring my hand up to my face, and most of the material pours through my fingers. It's sand. Sand under the soil. Exactly. This entire region is sitting on a vast desert. This reporter feels a sense of disappointment. I had hoped for a great revelation, and this seems to be it. 
sand in a hole in a cornfield. Well, thank you, Mr. Constam. It's been fascinating. Hey, let go of my arm! Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to scare you. Uh, please, please, hear me out. Huh? We, we can walk back to the festival if you're nervous. Oh. I'll explain what you've just seen. Oh. Right. We're back in the produce tent. Make your explanation quick. I'm going to miss the other results because of you. You may not realize what you've just seen, miss, uh, but it is significant and a big story that must be told. People need to be alerted. Look, you didn't discover oil or gold down there. Just ordinary sand, get it? Public interest news is your ting, surely. Well, I'm offering you an environmental doozy. This is mega public bad news. I'm sure you think it is, but I can't see it fitting in with such environmental biggies as Greenland melting, our local water tables disappearing. But the story of sand is part of the climate change narrative, and it's of local importance. If the sands get loose, we're all in big trouble. Sand gets loose. If you won't get offended, that sounds a bit flaky, and my editor has a soft spot for flaky stories. We may be able to find a way to get your story told after all. Why would you help me? I'll level with you. This festival report will be filed without my name, but a scary flaky story could earn me a byline. I still have to file the festival report, so I can only give you about five minutes. Come over to this quiet corner, and I'll set up my recording equipment. Okay, thank you. Sit here. Have a look around you, miss, at this normality. A harvest festival. They used to be an important part of the social calendar. It may be the last time you'll see such scenes. Climate change is the backdrop of all else that will happen in the 21st century. Wait! Give me your name and outline any credentials you have to back up your assertions, right? Uh, of course. Uh, well, I'm Dr. Terence Constam. I'm a climatologist. My job is to study climate. I'm not a meteorologist. They forecast the weather. There's a huge difference. Try to get a bit more flaky if we're to get any coverage. I'm not trying to sound flaky. Okay. Just tell your story and I'll see what I can do. Climatologists look at what is happening to the climate with a long-term perspective over many thousands of years. We can forecast what will happen to the environment on a very large time scale. It was climatologists who first learned about significant alterations in climate and alerted humanity to the threat of global warming. That's who I am and why I'm now alerting people to what may happen shortly. It will be truly awful. I, I mean, truly awful. Good. That's getting more, um, more interesting. This entire region is in danger. For thousands of miles in every direction, there is a problem. This area has been one of the most productive agricultural systems in the world. Beef and corn and much more. But we're sitting on a problem. This area is about to change. What's wrong? Why are you standing? He's here. The man who tried to kill me. He set fire to my lab while I was in it. I barely escaped. Where is he? Standing at the tent entrance, watching us. I must go, miss. You, you should too. I think he's the Mexican Dave mentioned. Yeah, Ponytail, that's him. There are plenty of people around. I'll just approach him and ask him about the fire. Where did he go? I can't see him in the crowd. Here you go, miss. We're finished with the judging. Here's the last names for the paper. Uh, oh, thanks, Pete. Now, I gotta text Bill what I know about this matter. Oh, 
home at last. First to shower to get the dust out of my hair, then file my harvest report while Bill gets the byline for the arson attack. Hello? Who is this? Macy, you got that festival stuff for me? I got it. I was just about to file it. How's the arson story going? Speaking of, I had Ribbowin's man Martinez on to me asking about you and this Constam guy. What gives, Macy? Constam approached me at the festival, Art. He was babbling about sand and danger to us and all that sort of flaky thing that you like. I could write it up for you, Art. No way, Macy. I've been warned to keep you and this kook out of the paper. I can write it kooky like Art. No mention of anything sensible. Are you listening to me? The governor wants things normal. The festival is normal. A kook and sand is not. Get it? Got it. Shit. There goes my chance of a byline. Guess it's just limp lettuce and strawberry jam for me in tomorrow's paper. So, you got to cover the annual festival, Macy. It's a great tradition. Used to be, Dave. That Constam guy says it's all over due to global warming. It's just a temporary drought. Once the rains return, we'll see this whole region bloom again. More wine? Yes, please. But Dave, I'm kind of worried. This story about climate seems to be annoying someone. This Mexican guy may have set fire to Constam's place with him in it. Who told you that? Constam. He says he was in a room when the window was broken and the accelerant and a match were thrown in. That's attempted murder. I'll inform my chief later. Constam saw his attacker. He was the ponytail guy who was at the scene. He also followed Constam out to the festival and he saw me and Constam talking. I'm worried, Dave, that I may be on his hit list. So you think you are in danger? Looks like it. What is this sand information? Uh, uh, We may be able to figure out who wants to eliminate it. Apparently, Dave, there is some sand under fields in the area, and it is threatening to surface. It's hardly a big deal. Even if it's true, who would want to suppress this information so violently? The only one who seems hell-bent on keeping it out of the public arena is the governor, but I feel it's for the right reasons. Okay, the, the governor makes sense. He doesn't want to panic. But who else would gain from suppressing this news? I don't know. But I may be on their hit list. Okay, I hear you. Leave that with me. Now, what are you going to order? Well, the steak is usually good. Thanks for a great evening, Dave. You want to stay for a coffee? Nah, I I better go down to the precinct and give them the news of that attempted murder. Maybe later. Hello? Who is this? It's me, uh, Constam. Are are you all right? Yeah. The Mexican ran when I approached him. Who is he, do you know? I have no idea, but I suspect it's to do with my climate research. We never got to finish that piece. You want to do it now over the phone? I can record you. Oh, very well. Uh, This information has to be made public. People need to know. Calm down. We'll get it out as a special feature. Flaky. What? Nothing. Once my editor sees how uh, interesting this is, he'll publish. I'm ready when you are. 
5,000 years ago, when the Earth was warmer, this entire region was a vast desert. I mean vast. These gentle hills cover vast sand dunes. That desert lasted for thousands of years until the climate cooled and soil and vegetation eventually covered the entire desert. The sands were covered and stabilized, and not even the strongest winds or heaviest rains could dislodge the topsoil. That situation has lasted thousands of years, but now the climate is warming again. We are almost back to the climate that existed 6,000 years ago. And the rain has stopped, and the winds are increasing. Will, will I continue? Go wild! You see my point. The covering soil could be removed, and the desert come alive. The sand will be liberated and begin to move, covering farmlands, villages, and eventually cities, destroying this area once described as the breadbasket of humanity. I just felt that you should know. I, I, I think that's it, miss. Thank you for allowing me to tell you all this. When do you think you can get it published? Wait now. Are you serious about this? A vast desert exists under the entire area and could be unleashed any time? These hills are really sand dunes? Yes. You've seen the sand yourself. You've touched it. Okay. This changes everything. What can we do to avert this? Can we irrigate the land somehow? It's too late for all that. Shit, we gotta do something. All we can do is give folks the information and they can decide what to do. I've told the Chinese group about the sand. A sailor this time would be unethical. There are great sweeping global changes coming. What can anyone do if the process is so vast and global? People could decide to move north to where the climate will still be conducive to farming, if, if the heat stabilizes. That's it? Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you calculated incorrectly. What actual proof do you have? Oh, you're right to be skeptical. All, all good science needs to be constantly questioned. I had proof. Until it was set on fire. Who would want to stop you telling people? Who knows? Now I've told my story, I'm, I'm moving north myself. You're leaving? Yes, and miss, if you have any sense, once you get the information published, you should consider leaving too. Oh, well, why don't you publish it in one of those scientific journals? Get it, you know, peer-reviewed? Surely local news outlets couldn't ignore your work then? I've tried to get it out online, but most of the internet is down. Oh, almost all of my subscribed sites are silent. No, it's gotta be you, Macy. Shit. It's back on my desk. Dr. Constab, that ponytail man is in my room. He's carrying a baseball bat. <laughs> Macy, uh, get yourself in a room and lock yourself in. I I'll call the police. Run, Macy. Very interesting conversation with your friend. Oh! Oh! Who are you? The guy who's gonna stop you blabbing. Don't no. make this any harder oh. than it has to be. No. Stand still. Oh. Oh. Dave, oh thank God. Don't oh. move, scumbag. Drop that bat. Please, officer. I didn't mean no harm. I was Shut just... Shut the fuck up. Oh. Put your hands behind your back. Dave, oh thank God you're here. Yeah, but Macy, I'll be back in a second. Once I put this joker in the squad car. Mr. Constant, you still there? Oh, he's gone. Sit down, Macy. I'll make you a coffee. You're really shaking. Oh, Dave, how did you know to get here? Did you get Constant's call? I just felt you were a target, so I got permission to stake out your apartment. And I saw this guy looking the place over, then slipping around the back. You shit! You use me as bait! I think you placed yourself in that situation once you got involved. 
Macy, this story is big, you know. I know. The sooner I get it out into the public domain, the better. I'll be rid of it. It's like a curse. Did you recognize him? The guy I've, I just arrested? He's the guy who was at the festival. Don't worry. We know him. It's the break we've been waiting for. Macy, I think I've got a news story for you. It'll make your name. Talk in the morning. God, I hardly slept. That wind is really rising. What kind of day is it? Dear Lord, look at that powdery soil from the nearby farms, swirling all down the main street. Everything is covered in dust. I'd better cover up. Dave wants to meet me next door in the coffee shop. Morning, Macy. Coffee? Morning. What kind of story have you got for me? Governor Ribowin is gone. Gone? Where? Why? The governor was behind the cover-up. Why? The guy who attacked you was Martinez, the governor's assistant. He spilled his guts in the police station. The Chinese were here to buy the vast properties of the governor. But they called off the land deal. We were about to call on the governor for his side of the story on the arson and the assault on you. When we heard that he'd fled, the rich always have another way out. Jeez, I was only interested in a byline story. You should realize, Macy, that some folks don't appreciate it being told exactly like it is. So I'm learning. You did a good job. People need to be told. They wouldn't have known, with a powerful man manipulating the situation, to give the appearance of normality while he solved his own problems. So what'll we do now? If Constam is right, this region is finished for a long time. Will we move up north? Constam suggested that that was probably a safer region as the place gets warmer and the desert spreads. It may not get that bad, you know. I think we should stay. Dave, look at the wind, the dust, the situation. It's only gonna get worse. Come with me. I'll stay for a while. If things begin to disintegrate, uh, they'll need a cop. Give me one last hug. Oh, don't say that. Once I'm settled up north somewhere, I'll contact you. You'll have a place to move to. You do that. Bye, Dave. Geez, I made it in time. Quite a few people boarding. Here's my seat by the window. Last look at the town. Hard to see it with the dust storm. Where are you heading, miss? Not sure where I'm going, but it has to be better than here. My wife and I are moving to live with our son. This place is turning into a dust bowl. It's very crowded in here and stuffy. Oh, we may be able to open a window, Maud, once we get out onto the plains. I'm feeling faint, George. I'll see about opening a window soon, Maud. Here, miss. You want to read the Tribune? I'm finished with it. Oh, my piece on the desert is in. With my name. Hey, everybody look out across the plains. 
it's just like I said. It's a dust bowl. Look at that storm rage. Jeez, it is bad. I'll keep reading. They don't know just how bad it's gonna get. It's getting dark. We're being covered by the dust. It's changing. The dust has changed to something else. See? What's happening? We've just stopped. Until the problem clears up, I expect. We could be here for a long time, so... It's getting very hot in here. Uh, I'm gonna be sick. Loosen your coat, Maud. You said you'd open a window. Can we open a window? It's getting very warm in here. My wife is feeling sick. We don't want that dust getting in here. Get away from the window and let's see what's going on. It's definitely changing. Into something else. You know, you're, you're right. It's damn sand now piling up along the side of the carriage. See, it's almost up to the window. Where the hell did sand come from? So the sand is loose again and on the move. This train's not moving. Me and Maud is getting off before we're buried alive. Doors won't open. The sand is too high and strong. What can it mean? I ask you, what can it mean? It must mean something. Don't speak, Maisie. Sometimes people don't want to talk like it is. been listening to episode 3 of the Rising Heat trilogy, Rising Sands by Jack Byrne. Macy was played by Mary McNamara, Dave by Peter Pryor, Dr. Constant by Gavin Byrne, Art by Michael Sharp, Bill by John O'Connor, Martinez by Michael Sharp, Pete was Frank O'Connor, Mrs. Edwards was Rebecca Blomfield. This play was directed by Declan Cottle, production assistant was Deborah Gaffney, music was by Ken Tui. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.